0: all right and hello and welcome to let this mind be in you brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again Uh, let me try to get it off the opening screen here as you can probably tell from my voice um, I'm still struggling with uh, losing my voice let me get it over here to the main screen here all right Um, so tonight it's gonna be well I consider a a special night Um, so a few weeks ago I guess it was uh, a couple brothers here on YouTube are talking about testimonies and and different things such as that, and I've touched on it a little bit. Uh, so tonight we're going to uh, I'm going to share my testimony again. I I've shared a little bit of it in a few different videos, but I wanted to just go ahead and make sure that uh, I'm doing that tonight um, for you guys. So let me get clear this off here. All right. Um, so, I wanted to make sure I, I do that tonight just to be real clear. And if anybody joins and they want to ask a question or whatever, um, feel free. I mean, I'm, I'm, I want you to ask the question. So, um, I'll be looking forward to that. All right. Um, so, I'm checking my stream health here. Everything seems to be pretty good. Everything seems to be good. All right. So, we're going to get into that. Also, what's going to be um, later on. Uh, After the the testimony time, um, I'm going to get, we're going to be back into Hebrews. So I'm going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. Um, I've been studying up on a few different things and um, man, I'm really excited to get into Hebrews 11 tonight. So uh, I I can't wait to get into that. But first, um, all the stuff out of the way, I I got a little bit of a, um, of a praise. Um, We're on another platform. Um, it's just another way for somebody to to listen in so on iheart radio the podcast um it's just another platform that i finally got on with it's it's been a couple months in the making but let this mind be in you ministries podcast on iheart radio and that's just another way to listen in free and um so hopefully be in prayer for that that a lot more people will be able to uh hear the gospel hear the word of god clearly and um that um, that much fruit would come from that, um, Lord willing. You know, he's He's in control of all that. But I'm so thankful that we're on another platform. All praise and honor and glory to the Lord. Um, also, we're still obviously on on podcasts, p o d c a s t s dot com, um, Apple Podcasts. Let this mind be in You Ministries podcast, and of course here on on YouTube. So. Uh, several different platforms now, audio versions, obviously, on all the podcast channels. And you get to see this, this mug right here um, on YouTube. Um, also, a prayer request. One second, please. So, I, I've been struggling for years and years and years now with some, uh, with some acid and some different kinds of uh, reflux and different things like that. Um, So you'll hear me every once in a while, or you'll see me, I'll look away uh, to get away from the the microphone so you're not hearing these little belches, um, with lack of a better term, every so often. So be in prayer for that, um, because I I would really, I'm going on, uh, not this Monday, coming up, but the following Monday, the 26th, I believe it is, um, I'm going in and they're actually going to do a scope and I'm going to be, get put under. Obviously, you don't want to be awake for that. And uh, so, just be in prayer for that. Um, God's in control. I'm. I initially, when they said they're going to do a scope, I my first reaction in the flesh, of course, was to say, "Ooh!" And I got really nervous. I got two young babies. I got a wife. And, you know, it's one of those things uh, where I just started getting, "Oh man, what if this? And what if that?" And, and then I, as I was walking out to the to the vehicle. I turned to my wife and I said, you know, I I don't know why I was worrying about all that stuff. God's in control. And so um, I was under conviction for that, like right away, um, for even getting in the flesh and being nervous and worried. uh, Because as it says in the Bible, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay. Um, So I shouldn't be fearing what can happen to this mortal body because something happens to me. I open my eyes. I'm seeing my Savior. I, and I will see him just as he is um, face to face. We shall behold him. And that's going to be, even though um, you think about, you know, being separated from your family and everything like that. Um, uh, we're going to get into a few things tonight uh, in Hebrews that makes that all the more special. Um, so, yeah, so be in prayer for that. Uh, is there anything else? No. Nope. Oh, I do want to mention a praise. Uh, so, Brother James, Brother James that was uh, here on this channel, Brother James McDonald, um, we interviewed him a few weeks back. I can't remember exactly when it was. But I asked you to pray for uh, a new job opportunity. Well, God blessed, and he got that. So, no more super early mornings and, and having to go to bed super early at night and um, He's actually got a, a job that where he's going to be able to be around his family a lot more. It's a blessing from the Lord. so thank you for praying out there. and that's a praise that God provided uh, some work f- for Brother James there. He got that job. I see Brother Jt is on here. Hi Brother JT. Um, I enjoyed what I could hear of the um of the live stream you you did with Brother Tim uh, just a few minutes ago. I really enjoyed that um i I was blessed the parts that i could hear i was preparing obviously for this live stream so good to see you on here brother all right so without further ado let's get into um let's get into my testimony um i'm gonna try to get through a lot of this as far as not getting too emotional um and I, I, speaking of Brother JT, I, I wrote wrote this out when I wrote out part of my testimony and I sent it to him. Um, <laughs> it it was I was getting emotional there, but you can't see me. You know, it, there's no emotion coming through on an email, so uh, I'm gonna try to do this as best I can. Um, so, uh, my background again, um, I've talked about this before, but I was raised in a a Christian home. Thank God for that. Um, I had a godly heritage, so to speak, where my dad, who I've interviewed here on this channel, was uh, saved out of Catholicism um, when he when he was in his 20s, when he was first stationed in the army, when he first met my mom. And then, um, of course, I was born and I was raised in that. And my dad was was very on. I mean, he when he got saved, he was a new creature for sure. I took some time to get that sanctification and obviously and, and he still works on things, um, as do we all. Um but the, the point is is that I was raised in a Christian home. That didn't save me. But when I was five years old, by that point at five years old, I'd been surrounded by the word of God. Every single time that the church body would meet, whatever body we belonged to, wherever it was, whether it was in Alaska. Whether it was in Kentucky, we were there. Um, my my dad did not miss. Okay, there was no option in it, and I was surrounded by the King James Bible and the clear preaching of the gospel. Um, a lot where it wasn't this. Hey, love, love God. He loves you, and this this kind of no. It was this was, this was preaching ag- against. Sin, it was preaching about who we are as sinners, who we are in the eyes of God, how man fell. and had a sin nature. I would heard all that stuff from the time I was able to understand anything. And like I mentioned on this channel before, when I was five years old, I remember it clearly. My mom led me to the Lord. And I'm going to put quotation marks around that because I understood what she was saying but I didn't understand who I was at that time. And what I mean by that is that I understood what she was saying because the gospel is simple, that God was manifest in the flesh. He died. He lived a sinless life. He died for our sins, rose again on the third day. That's the gospel. Uh, But I didn't understand beyond that, that that was for me because of my condition as a sinner. If you catch where I'm going, um, Hey, brother, Brian, Brian, Brian Harlow is on here. Thank you for tuning in, brother. Um, So at that time, I didn't understand who I was at five years old. It was impossible. And like I said, I I, for years, I, I would say, okay, that's when I got saved. But I don't think that now. And that's not because necessarily anything other than the fact that I just didn't understand who I was. But I do remember in the summer of 1991 so i was still i was about to turn 10 but i was still 9 years old i listened to a sermon at a at a youth camp and at that youth camp again i just want to calm myself down here at that youth camp the the preacher got up and started preaching about you know To a bunch of kids that were probably in the same situation as me being raised in Christian homes. And essentially was talking about how I would, you know, not me. Well, it seemed like he was preaching straight to me. Okay. And that's, I believe that was because the Holy Spirit was convicting me. He was using uh, that man to be the conduit, so to speak, just to proclaim God's word. And when I heard those different things about that i was putting my faith in my parents righteousness as as opposed to into god's righteousness and that i was saying okay cuz i i put i had a public profession uh, i got you know water baptized and all sorts of stuff when i was 5 remember that too but it wasn't real it was it was like going through the motions of things and and i just didn't understand it but at that time at 9 years old because of the being immersed in god's word all the time and being surrounded by the king james bible and and people just simply proclaiming god's word i it scared me to death I remember sitting in that seat, and I know exactly where I was sitting, too. I was in the second row. Second row on the left-hand side, I was facing the stage. And I remember this preacher was just, just going on about who we are in the eyes of God. And I knew he was talking to me. And at that moment, I could not, I could not... I couldn't resist it anymore because I was under such deep conviction. I mean... At first, I thought it was because I just needed assurance. You know, like, oh, I need that assurance because I'd heard that word before. But no, I needed to get saved. And at that time, I remember it's as, as soon as he got done talking, I mean, I was making a, a beeline for the camp counselor. And I was like, I got to I gotta talk to you. And he took me over there and he said, well, what's going on? Because they knew who I was. You know, I was an assistant pastor's kid. You know, that I'd been to this camp before. They knew who I was. And um and I told him, I said, I, I am not saved. I'm, I'm questioning everything right now. I'm I'm I don't have any kind of peace whatsoever. He was preaching right at me. And I remember that he didn't lead me in any kind of prayer. He just said, If God is convicting you right now, he's working on you right now talk to him i remember that and (laughs) it's one of those things where you think to yourself you're like okay well what do i say and I, i thought about the verse and i've mentioned it here on this channel before that even at that young age of nine years old i remembered jesus speaking about the publican and all the publican could cry out he didn't have these lofty prayers and all these kind of things i remember the account that jesus gave of the publican and I believe that's in Luke. And when they, he, the account is, yeah, it's Luke 18 in verse 13. When it, The account is, is that there was this, you know, religious person that was speaking about, oh, I'm thankful I'm not as this other man is, of course, paraphrasing. And I was like, man, that's me. I'm a religious person. But I'm, I never called out to a righteous God and put my faith and trust in his righteousness. And I just simply called out. Now, I didn't say what the publican said, which is, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. I didn't say it in those exact words. But those words were just coming out. That it's like, God, I, I need you. I'm, I'm a sinner. I know who I am. And I know who I am in the eyes of you now. And I know that you paid the price. We're gonna get into that, in here in elite, le- in a little bit in Hebrews eleven. But I remember that, and I remember it so clearly, and I remember coming home from that camp and telling my parents that. Now, that's the good part. The bad part is, is that for years and years and years, I thought I was studying, you know, and I thought I was a good Christian little boy, and I got into my high school years. And I just didn't live a sanctified life. No, I was, you know, I didn't get in a lot of trouble, right? Didn't get in a lot of trouble. I was, I, you know, I did got good grades, a whole nine yards, all this kind of stuff. But I let myself live in the flesh thinking that I was being a good Christian because I was at church all the time. I, and that's what this channel, this is why I, I talk about this all the time. I thought because I was a cultural Christian, so to speak, where every time the doors were open, I was there, you know, and I'm being good. But I didn't study to show myself approved. I wasn't a workman. And it showed as soon as I moved out of the house when I was uh, 18, as soon as I graduated high school, it just showed. I mean, I lived for the world. The only thing that brings me solace now, thinking about these years, that I'm about to talk about is that I didn't get away with anything. I was under such chastisement every single, every single time, even if nobody was around, I was convicted of that sin every single time. And I knew, I knew who it was. The Holy spirit was convicting me every single time. But here's, here's the thing. If you're watching this and later on, if you're watching right now. We can harden our hearts. We can harden and harden and harden. And sometimes it just takes either the last little bit of breaking or, as I've mentioned before, we're just recalled. We're, we go home early and stand in disgrace in front of our king. Because as we'll look at tonight in Hebrews 11, there's a there's a passage and then we'll be turned to Ephesians. But I wasn't being a good ambassador. People knew who I was. They knew my testimony. They knew. I talked about being saved. I talked about being a Christian, but I was just talking. But my conversation, my walk, was not anywhere lined up with this so it's a it's a weird and it's not a weird it's a it's a strange kind of thing that usually when i hear um testimonies and there's a brother that that emailed me um which made me cry thinking about his testimony and and reading it and i'm not going to read it here it's 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 private but living that life of 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 scars and everything and then coming to Christ. I was sort of the one that was in Christ, but I I was walking afar and, and I have the scars that this brother that had lived 10, 15 years in 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 the world and and then came to Christ and as a broken sinner. I did the same as a young child and then walked away. And by walking away I don't mean that I walked out of salvation because that's impossible but I walked away from the leading of the spirit I was directing my own path so to speak. I wanted to do my own thing and I regret it I mean the amount of the amount of time wasted on the temporal the temporary, the stuff of this world, the amount of time wasted, the amount of hurt and, and pain I caused people, like my parents, <laughs> and those around me, and beyond that, the damage I did for the cause of Christ. No more, brothers and sisters, if you're watching out there. No more. I, I'm resolved, as much as it's in me, the Spirit of God. I want to walk like that. I want to walk in the Spirit from here on out. I want the, this life to be about the eternal. And because I wasted so much more time when I started this <laughs> when I started this channel in in this ministry. One of the things that stopped me from doing it for so long was my previous conversation, my previous walk. I was terrified about, oh, somebody would say, well, didn't I see you over here doing this? And didn't I see you doing that? Yes, to all of it. I wasn't living right. Don't be like me. Warning. Warning. Don't walk in the flesh. Don't be like me. If you are a born again believer. And you have. Wasted. The, those years. You've wasted the inheritance. That prodigal son parable. as As Jesus spoke about. Spending all that stuff. On riotous living. And. Just living it up for today. Not thinking about tomorrow. Don't. If you're a young teenager out there. Don't be Mike D'Angelo. Be who God would have you to be. Let him direct your path. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. So again. I, I don't. I don't think it's necessary to get into a lot of the specifics of those times because i be honest with you I'm so ashamed of it but there's one little bit of solace that I can take is that while my walk was away my walk wasn't right fellowship was broken I was under the chastisement of my heavenly father because of his reconciliation, he doesn't see that sin. He sees me through his son. He sees me through God in the flesh, God manifest in the flesh, who shed his blood for the remission, as it says in the Bible of sins. He doesn't see him anymore. He's chosen. To forget it. because he is on and again this is something you got to take by faith because i don't understand this how an all-knowing all-powerful god chooses to forget about my sins but that's how powerful his blood is and how amazing how amazing was his sacrifice Because he was the better sacrifice, as we've been reading in Hebrews. Okay, a question from Brother Harlow. How did you come to realize you were living in the flesh? Oh, yeah, that's very good. All right, so through the conviction of God's word. So every single time that I would be around my dad, my dad wouldn't be like, I'm disappointed in you. He would say, hey, according to the scriptures here, he would he would point me to God's word, and I mean it was like punching me in the mouth. And it was like, oh, you know, well, that's I don't think that's what that means, there, Dad. You know, I, I think it means something else. But I was using my own intellect, you know. And uh, he would just kept, and those around me kept pointing me to God's word. Also, I mean, when I talk about the chastisement. Some people like to equate a lot of stuff to like, well, uh, yeah, I was under the, I was under God's punishment. Well, we're not subject to wrath, but we are subject to correction. And I could feel the correction of my life because every single time that I would be doing something in the flesh, there was, there was an, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. But when you have the Holy Spirit of God, he, he's the one that teaches and he's the one that does the convicting. And it's not like some sort of a voice, Brother Harlow, but it, it was more of, well, it was more of the word. So a voice, so to speak, but it was God's word. I mean, that's, I don't know if I explained that exactly the way I wanted to. It come out, but it was through the preaching and teaching of God's word um also about four or five years ago I've talked about this before too I started really wanting to stop being so fake and I would try to be like well in my own power I would try to get into the word of God and I would try to like learn intellectually and at that time I got into watching you know some some different channels um on here on YouTube um one of them I'm sure most of the people that are probably listening or, or watching right now. Um, so Brother uh, Denlinger, I started listening to his stuff. Because at the time, um, I was studying, because as a kid growing up, I, I watched Kent Hovind videos. And uh, and I once Kent Hovind got out of jail, that's that's probably in prison. He was about four or five years ago, I guess, whenever it was. But uh, he came out with the whole pre-wrath stuff, and it kind of shook me a little bit because I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And I realized at that point, too, that I was believing stuff because that's what I've always been taught, but I didn't know how to go to God's word. And again, like I said, I was, a, I was, I was ashamed because I wasn't a workman, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that that's kind of where it came. But it was all through the preaching of God's word, um, as we're going to see here in Hebrews tonight. Um, there's, I'm trying to think of now. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. I, I know I got it written down here, but uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I brought it up at some point. Now I'm drawing a blank where that's at, but but the faith came by the hearing initially, right? So that's where you initially have the faith comes in where you put your faith, trust in his righteousness, the whole nine yards. And he applies his mercy and his grace to you. Um, you don't take it. He applies it to you. Um, but as we grow in the Lord, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That comes as well. Yes, Romans 10, 7. Thank you, brother. Um, that that comes as well. You have to build your faith. But the only way to build your faith is through the teaching of the holy spirit through his word he inspired it he wrote it you know like i said before those that uh oh wait a minute. so, so basically yeah yeah that's good brother jt so yeah they, he was basically saying i remember when i got saved it was uh, for me a basically a clean slate I knew absolutely nothing the Lord has taught me so much and and again that's why I talked about those years that I wasn't I would. that's why that verse keeps coming back to my mind um, needing not to be ashamed well I was ashamed because I was not a workman I wasn't studying God's word in the way I should have and I wasn't rooted and grounded because of that and so things I chased after things that didn't matter let's put it that way but, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of my testimony there. And like I said, you know, it's not something that's, you know, well, I lived in sin for 30 years. And and I was a dirty, rotten sinner, and and Christ saved me. Well, guess what? I was nine years old, and now it's a dirty, rotten sinner. Even a clean-cut, um, quote-unquote, church-going, um, I, I was... I looked the part of a young pastor's kid, you know, and I, you know, I was still a dirty rotten sinner and this, this email, this brother sent me, um, that made me cry was because he, he was saying like, I just, you know, because of who I am, I'm paraphrasing of course, cause I don't want to read this email to y'all, but he'd say like, I'm so ashamed because I have all these scars, these tattoos and all these things on me. And when people see me, they just say, yeah, right. You're a Christian. Well, guess what, brother? And I, I told him this. I said, I, even a clean-cut person that you don't see or whatever like that, without Christ, they're just as big a sinner as you are, as you were. And that's where um, he talks about in like Romans 3 and all through that is like for us to recognize who we are. I don't care what you look like on the outside. Without Christ, you are as filthy as the next person. Pick somebody in history. The, the, the most reprobate uh, Hitler type, you know, that killed millions of people and was just completely just depraved and did all these things. And guess what? That person without Christ is just as dirty, just as sinful. And that's why it required a perfect lamb. A perfect sacrifice, because as we've been studying through Hebrews, and that's what's so great about, because Hebrews, even though it's for, there's prophetic things in it, and things for a different time, Hebrews is so applicable, and you should rejoice in just studying through, as I have been, that he entered in once, because the blood of bulls and goats could not cover sins. Could not take care of sins. They had to keep going back and doing it over and over and over. But praise God, he came and his veil, his flesh, was torn for you and I. He went in one time to grant access and reconciled us to himself. Because God was manifest in the flesh. And, um, man, go back... Go back and watch those videos on Hebrews all the way up to this point and, and just keep watching them and rejoice in who we are now because of who he is. He is God. And we'll see that tonight in Hebrews 11. So let's go ahead and get into that because I'm, I'm really excited to. Um, <clears throat> but if anybody has a question that's on right now, um, doctrinal stance or, or anything like that, you can either email me at ltmby at yahoo.com email me just ask a question you can ask it on here tonight and i'll try to address it but um i will tell you that i'm i'm a biblicist i'm not i don't conform to any kind of as it says on the description of my channel i I don't follow any man any any structural system or right no i want to follow god's word and um be around people that want to do the same so so, again, text me a question or send it there to ltmbiy at yahoo.com. All right, let's get into Hebrews 11 because I'm excited for this. All right, Hebrews 11 in verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in this, uh, I've been asked before to do a you know some videos on dispensationalism and, and different things like that i'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight but you're going to see where i'm going with this this is going to be pretty cool to see and so let's study through verse 2 for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which were seen were not made of things which do appear so if you think about this that's genesis 1 right in the beginning john 1 it says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god and by him let's see i don't want to misquote it yeah the same was the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made speaking just like here in hebrews 11 verse 3 that is the word of god he spoke he said let there be and there was every single bit of it um the myth, the fairy tale of randomness that happened by accident and all these other kinds of stuff is fooey It's a fairy tale. Um, God, if you believe that millions and millions of molecules and, and cells and everything that makes it just happen by accident, you got more faith than I do. Okay. Um, we're speaking of faith here, but my goodness, just think about the Let's see, where was I? Was, I was down in Washington, D.C. And you know, I was talking about, I read this thing on, it was looking at a giraffe. Okay, it was at a natural history museum, which I knew I was going to be vexed walking through there. But as I walked through, it, it showed a giraffe. And of course, my little daughter's like, oh, look at a giraffe. You know, she can't read. Thank thank goodness for that. Because on it, it said that it took all this X amount of time for this giraffe to evolve this valve in its neck so that when it bent over to drink all the blood didn't rush to his head and knock him out and him drown and i said i wonder how many years it took him to figure that out and how come there's still drafts okay seems like a pretty serious problem same thing with the bombardier beetle and all so many other different examples it's like well how long did it take to? how many died figuring that out and if they're all dead how did they procreate to create more whatever it's a fairy tale um by him okay through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god it does take faith because nobody was there we didn't see it happen okay but we can read about it and trust his word and have faith in it brother brian's talking about yeah funny in verse one the evidence of things not seen in the live stream earlier talking about people who claim to have to see heaven or hell or Jesus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then brother JT saying, "I remember in school when they taught us the giraffe stretches neck to reach the leaves, and that's why it has a long neck." <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're gonna believe, if you're gonna believe evolution, you might as well believe that too. I mean, whatever. Um, if you're gonna believe something as silly as the as you know you uh, develop. Or evolve a, a valve in your neck so you don't pass out every time you take a drink of water. Stretching for leaves—that's another thing too. So it's just silly. But yeah, uh, brother Brian, there. Um, yeah, people making those claims and everything like that, seeing Jesus on a on a uh, like a plane's wing, and and that's how they came to Christ. No, as we're going to see, that no man cometh unto the Father but by me, and it's not by oh I I saw Jesus in a cracker. And it's like, no, okay. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Anyways, so, verse 4. By faith, yeah, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a uh, witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. All right, so we're going to start getting into here where it looks a little bit strange, because... Okay, well, by faith, he offered uh, unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. What does that mean? Well, if you go back to Genesis chapter 4, we, we see the account there where Abel brought what God had commanded to bring, and Cain brought what he wanted to bring. So I'm going to hit this term up a lot because we're going to actually see it here in Hebrews 11, but I'm going to equate dispensationalism, I'm going to break it down real real super simple, Um, without getting into, like I said, I like to stay just below the surface on these things because, um, I want to, I want to keep it as simple as possible, especially for new Christians. Dispensationalism equals obedience to God's word. God says to do something. You do that during that time period. He said, bring a lamb. Cain brought fruit. He brought his own works, you know, the work of his own hands. God didn't recognize that. Cain was in disobedience. If you turn back to Genesis chapter 4, we'll turn there real quick. You can kind of see this. That's why Cain gets all wrathful and gets mad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he says uh, in verse 5 of chapter 4, he says, But unto Cain and to his offerings he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell and the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? Exactly. God's telling Cain, why Why you're upset? I told you what to do. You didn't obey. I don't recognize that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up a lot with obedience to God's word. What He says to do, whatever. And it doesn't dispensation doesn't mean time period. It means that's what God has dispensed. That's his framework. That's his commands for that time or for that section or segment. He said, hey, do this. This is how you can be in obedience. This is how. And you have to take that by faith. That Okay, God, I take that by faith. That's what you said. I'm going to go do it. And it's obedience. Um, Let's check the live stream here. Yeah. So that's what I want to equate that to so breaking it down very simple simply and we're gonna see obey here in a second but it's obedience to God's word and what he says to do verse 5 check this out by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God now it's impossible without faith is it impossible to please god faith in what in what he said to do his word the same thing applies for us now the same thing applies we have faith in god's word as we'll see later on he said by grace are you saved through faith well then what does that mean that means obeying and calling out and asking for that free gift of salvation That's what that means, because that's what he's commanded us to do now. He's commanded us, call upon the name of the Lord. He's commanded us to cry out to him and say, we are sinners. We can get to you. We cannot get to you through any other way except through your sacrifice, because that's what he told us when he speaks to the woman at the well it read this in context as far as obedience to the woman at the well and when he said if you only knew if you only knew who said you would have asked me i love that part you brought up there brother jt and your um yeah i love that part of your book there brother jt where it talks you you do speak about that and then i think you made a video um just recently talking about that where it's talking about asking and you you talked about the woman at the well and um that i mean it's a perfect example the death of the testator hadn't happened yet but that's a perfect example of what we are we are required commanded to have obedience in okay let's continue reading on here you see translated here i don't want to bring this up right now but just remember that enoch was translated before the flood Translated, um, looks up. I looked up some of the dictionary terms of it. it. Means to transfer, to transport, to exchange. So we exchange our mortal bodies when he catches us out of here before he pours out his wrath on well Jacob and the world. So it's a, it's a very good tie in with. Um, we do not go through a minute of the time of Jacob's trouble, okay? Not one minute, because he pours out his wrath. He's the one that opens the seals, and so you see Enoch is translated or caught up essentially before the wrath is poured down. So it's a it's a good it's a good tie-in Old Testament kind of thing that you can kind of see there before the flood. All right, speaking verse six. Okay, yes, but without faith is impossible to please him, as I just mentioned just a second ago. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I love this, and you guys um, that are watching here, I think you'll enjoy this too. Must believe that he is. That's an interesting way of saying that. And that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's read that one more time. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Well, what does that mean? And when I started reading that, I was like, man, something's jumping out at me. So turn turning your Bibles, let's turn over to John chapter 6. John chapter 6 and verse 45. Yes, translated. Yes, brother Brian translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. It's got the same context to it. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, but, but yeah, John chapter six and verse 45. And the reason why I'm reading these guys is because this goes to an audio only podcast. I think you guys understand that. So I'm taking the time to read this off. Um, so you guys can, that are listening in later to this podcast can actually hear, uh, the questions or the statements that are being made here on the live stream on YouTube. Uh, John chapter six and verse 45. All right this is this is really good here verse 45 it is written in the prophets and they shall be taught of god every man therefore that c- hath heard and hath learned of the father cometh unto me not that any man hath seen the father save he which is of god he hath seen the father well i thought it was said later on in the bible that no man has seen god at any time yeah you've seen him you've seen the Father, as he, he mentions i believe in john 8 and also in i believe in john no john 14 as we'll turn to in a second. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God; he has seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, and are, and are dead. So we can kind of see. You can read down all the way down through to verse 69, towards the end. I, I, for sake of time, let's skip down to. What Peter says. Let's go to verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. A lot of them just abandoned him when he gets done talking here. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay, all uh, right. I don't read other translations of the Bible, but uh, I can almost guarantee they probably changed that wording up because that's what they try to do. But uh, believe that He is, as in Hebrews 11 says, believe that He is, and then John chapter 14. The interesting tie-in is I just did the video on Jesus teaches His uh, disciples the biblical Godhead, and I use John chapter 14. But you can see here in verse six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. So as we turn back here to Hebrews 11 and read verse 6 again, but without faith is impossible to please him, for he that cometh, see there, to God must believe that he is. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. And then you could read on further there. It talks about you have known him and have seen him so again on the biblical godhead there the tie-in right there in hebrews 11 i love that it's impossible to please him unless you believe who he is have faith in who he is jesus christ is god manifest in the flesh the whole thing not just a part of it the whole godhead all the fullness of the godhead bodily let's look at my notes here how are we doing on time Oh, well. We may go over a little bit over an hour, but that's okay. Verse 7. This is interesting too. Verse 7. It says, "By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith." So in verse 7 here, Um, Go back to Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 through 22. But notice that God commanded him in verse 22. So turn back to Genesis chapter 6. Remember I talked about obedience. 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 You want to start talking about conversations about dispensationalism. You want to get into uh, a study on that. Start out by understanding first that you just need to obey God's word. Right now. You need to understand now. What you need to obey and that's the clear uh, teaching of scripture of what salvation truly is by the way shameless plug for brother jt's book uh, the romans 10 controversy because if you want to see a clear presentation of the gospel and go to that book because he goes to this book right here okay so shameless plug brother jt for your book there the romans 10 controversy look for it it's a good read because it's scripture, scripture after scripture after scripture. Love it. There are some things that we've already talked about, Brother JT, that we kind of slightly disagree on just a tad bit, but it's not worth breaking fellowship over as we've discussed on the email. But you can see here in verse 22 of Genesis chapter 6, going back to that, look what it says for the sake of time but when you go back later on read verse 5 all the way down through 22 it says thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him so did he now if you just like well he just had faith that's saving faith right there well try having saving faith and don't do everything he was commanded if he didn't obey God if he did not build the ark to God's specifications by the way if he didn't obey him in all that he said as it, said, as it said there very clearly as it, I mean it's scripture is so clear once you start reading it for what it says, Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. What if he would only done part of what God commanded him to do? What if he only done just a little bit of it? 98 percent is that good enough? Noah said he did all hundred percent of what God commanded him to do. It wasn't just, oh, I have faith. Yeah, I have faith, Lord, that you're going to flood the world. I have faith in that. And not build the ark. You're in disobedience. And he would have perished. Hmm. We will also, if you're watching this video and you're without Christ, you will also perish. In what's called also the second death. Where you <laughs> you spend eternity in the lake of fire. Whoa. Well. It's disobedience. People ask the question all the time, how can a loving God, how can a loving God send anybody to hell? He doesn't. You do. You blaspheming the Holy Spirit, basically saying no to what he said to do, is disobedience. It's as simple as that. That's what puts people separated from God In the lake of fire tormented for all of eternity is disobedience to what he said to do. Call upon the name of the Lord. Obey his commandments. All of it. You can't fulfill the law, but he did. He fulfilled all of it. He was a more perfect way. He came and fulfilled the law. That's why Hebrews is so important for us to see now as Christians living today. We can see like, oh, wow, look how much the Bible comes alive. You can go from Hebrews back to the Old Testament, back to Hebrews, back to the Old Testament, over and over and over again. That's what Hebrews 11 is doing. It's talking about obedience, having faith. Having faith. And obeying what God said to do. Verse 8 by faith here it is again abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance here it is underline it in your bible if you do that sort of thing highlight it obeyed verse 8 kind of wraps up what i've been trying to say about dispensational um salvation so to speak obey god if abraham would have just oh i believe you god you're going to make me a uh, A big nation but he would never departed the Ur of Chaldees he would have been disobeying God and it would not have come through and it would not be counted to him for righteousness it would not have been because he disobeyed but fortunately for him and for everybody else that he obeyed God's word because look what it says by faith Abraham When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. Go back to verse one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He never saw that. People ask all the. I've been asked this before, and you hear people ask this question all the time. It's like, well, see that when he offered Isaac his son, boy. What a perfect picture of the cross. Yeah, but he didn't see that. He just obeyed God in what he said to do. We'll read down further. He had faith that God would would provide. God will provide himself a lamb. He had no idea what that was about. But uh, we do now because now we see because of the New Testament revealing the Old Testament because of the testator and because the holy spirit inspiring paul and other writers in the new testament to write the things that he that he breathed man we can see that now that's a very good verse brother romans 6:17 but god be thanked that ye were the servants of sin were thank god for were but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you that's the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. That's an awesome verse, Romans six seventeen. Obeyed. I'm writing that. I want that one down because that's that's perfect tie-in there in verse eight. Notice Abraham didn't obey. Uh, from the heart of the doctrine that was delivered to you, he didn't believe. Uh, didn't obey. What Paul brought, because Paul wasn't born yet, you know, um, the dispensation given to, to you word, as Paul says. Paul was given that mystery that he delivered to us. Thank God for that. It's a great time to be alive, Christian. Well, we we don't have to stumble around thinking, oh, man, what? Can't wait till the next prophet gets some sort of word from God. We've been given the completed word of God, and we've been given it. A perfect preserved and inspired word of God in English so we can read it simply man how great is that how great is our God how great thou art man good verse there brother Brian and by the way thank you for joining me tonight and I I really appreciate you you coming on here and uh, it 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 encourages me and uh, I, I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much for for showing up here tonight and uh, interacting. Yeah, form of doctrine. That's right. Kind of dispensational phrase too. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Anybody that if they're either it, it, that are against the word dispensation, even though it's a Bible word. Um, anybody that's against that is either ignorant of it, and by by ignorant I mean just don't understand uh, or haven't studied it or have studied it out and then i'm fearful of their condition because i mean the holy spirit teaches through his word of his word um very clearly um there's a stupid video done by these guys you guys know who i'm talking about um the new ifb guys they they talking about dispensationalism or something like that it's it's hard to get through because it's ridiculous and they're talking about men bringing it. No, just read your Bible. Um, again, that's another subject for a different day. But it's it's interesting that they talk about that kind of stuff and have no idea. Obedience—that's what it's about. All right, I, I gotta I gotta wrap this up. Um, let's see what I want to do. Where do we leave off here? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I absolutely want to get to this. Uh, I absolutely want to get to this. All right. Right here, verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength, to conceive seed and was delivered of, of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth with that being said that's because um, when they died they went to paradise I just wanted to bring that up uh, because it was before the death of the testator you can see that in Hebrews 9 verses 12 through 16 that's why also Jesus after he uh, he went down to Abraham's bosom down to paradise um, and led captivity captive um, we see all that there and then I really want you to turn to heat uh, Ephesians chapter 2 for the tie-in and we'll wrap it up with that. Oops, excuse me, Ephesians chapter two, because it talks about being a sojourner, or excuse me, yeah, uh, but bu- 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 having received the bride, but seen no far, and were persuaded to embrace them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, strangers and pilgrims. So if you read in chapter two of Ephesians, uh, you can read down through there. Uh, of course, the verse eight, and nine, great stuff. For we are his workmanship, verse 10, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are of the uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, that's interesting, having no hope and without God in the world, but, thank Thank you god that it doesn't end in verse 12 but now in christ jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of christ for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us he removed that veil because his flesh was that veil as we've seen in hebrews um having abolished in his flesh the enmity Having abolished, I love that word, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of god so going back there they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth that's what we are now because of what he did for us as we read here in ephesians 2 so are we we are sojourners we're fellow citizens and we're in a strange land now but god has placed us here to be ambassadors as Paul mentions and talks about that. We are ambassadors. Ambassadors don't reside in their own country. They live in a foreign country. See that? Man, if you read Hebrews 11 and look down through there, when I was reading that and I said, man, see, we have a promise. We have a um, a promise of eternal life. We have a uh, a, a surety. We understand where we're not in our home. We're in a foreign land. They confessed in verse 13 that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they, verse 14 of Hebrews 11, that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. (laughs) And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out of, they might have had an opportunity to have returned. Not us. But now they desire a better country that is in a heavenly wherefore god is not ashamed to be called their god for he hath prepared for them a city i go to prepare a place for you hebrews 11 to ephesians 2 speaking about because of what he did for us tearing down he abolished that that flesh in his flesh the enemy the enmity and came and preached peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh, for through him we had both access and then verse nineteen. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But we're in a foreign land right now. But we see the promise that's afar off, but by faith. And so tying that all in. Um, hey, welcome back, brother JT. Uh, tying that back all in. It's it's amazing that the words used there in verse 19, fellow citizens and how my brothers here that are online with me were fellow citizens of a heavenly country that he went to prepare for us. But he's left us here to do the work of an ambassador. And we need to be worthy. We need to be of the vocation that we are called That's what we need to do. Walk worthy of the vocation, which is being an ambassador. And that's what I've just resolved through the power of the Spirit to do. And I fail on a daily basis. But um, when that happens, I know that uh, one day, as the Spirit groans within us, one day I don't have to deal with that flesh anymore. One day, either through death or being caught up This uh, mortal will put on immortality. And, uh, man, I cannot wait for that flesh, that final part, that final thing to be redeemed. My soul's been redeemed. My spirit is sealed to the day of redemption. And then one day, that flesh, body, soul, and spirit. Cannot wait. So thank that's, we're going to stop there because uh, I could go on for a couple more hours, but uh, I, wanna, I usually try to keep these around an hour. Um, so I just want to uh, say thank you to those that joined me tonight. Uh, Brother Brian Harlow, uh, thank you for sh- uh, coming in for the first time. Brother JT, Sinners to Repentance, go check out his channel, guys. Um, and uh, Brother Brian's channel as well, Brian Harlow. And uh, one of my young sailors from back in the day, Mr. Brodsky. Thanks for joining me as well, and uh, yes, I love that ver- that song too. This world is not my home; I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Yeah, we're just ambassadors in a foreign country right now, and uh, so thank you for joining me tonight. Remember the podcast p o d c a s t s dot com if you want to go check it out there. But if you want to get it on the mobile devices. Apple Podcast, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Also, if you don't have an Apple product or whatever, I'm finally, finally, praise the Lord on iHeartRadio. Go check out that podcast there. It's under the same name, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Also, if you want to reach me um, through my email, at yahoo.com Thank you so much for joining me tonight, brothers. Um, tell all your friends, let's get around the word of God um unfortunately friday next friday night i will have i have a prior commitment so with this live stream this podcast and everything will go out saturday night saturday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time 9 p.m eastern standard time next saturday i will be going live again again thank you so much for joining me thank you for listening to my testimony it's at the first part of this video obviously you'll be able to find this video on the channel as it'll be posted um and everything so um go back and listen to that any questions that you would have or anything like that i'd be happy to answer them um sometimes i may not know the answer right away but i know where to go find it so if you're asking me a scriptural question that's all i'm going to go to not man's tradition or philosophy so uh again thank you so much for joining me tonight we're going to end it there um let's say a word of prayer and um And again, thank you so much for listening to my testimony. But more importantly, thank you, God, for dying for me. Thank you for coming in the flesh and living a sinless life and dying and being buried and rising again for me and for all of you out there, for the sins of the entire world. All right, let's say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you that we even can speak to you right now because of what you did when you came in the flesh and removed the veil forever. If we come to you, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, thank you for that access. Thank you that we can even pray to a God that created this universe and, but still made a way of escape, even though we failed. Even though we had just unbelievable amounts of sin. Even those that think they live clean, all have sinned and come short of your glory. So, our Lord, thank you for coming and dying and raising again victorious over death. We thank you for your sacrifice that you gave willingly. No man took it, you said. You laid it down willingly. Lord, thank you. We love you. Thank you for these brethren that have joined me tonight. Lord, I just pray that if somebody is watching this and has not received that free gift, has not asked for that free gift of salvation, that, Lord, you would bring that conviction and that they would finally cry out and come to the end of themselves and come to you, a broken sinner, And ask for your righteousness to be applied. Because Lord, we know you are faithful and just to forgive if that's the case. If we just obey what you said in your word. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Love you in the Lord. And I'll see you next Saturday. Lord willing. Bye-bye.